재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 Well, ever since the air humidifier scandal involving OxyRacket Bankeyser, which was found to be the cause of over 100 deaths here in South Korea, uh, the possible toxic chemical content in other consumer products commonly found on store shelves has been a big source of worry for a lot of people in this country. It didn't take long for those fears to be realized after the leading cosmetics maker in this country announced a recall of 11 different lines of toothpaste products over the presence of the toxic substance CMIT and MIT, which are banned chemicals under South Korean regulations, to help us understand more uh, about the toxicity of these chemicals, how how afraid we should be as uh, a Korean public. We're very pleased to have joining us from the Swiss Center for Applied Human Toxicology, regulatory toxicologist Dr. Rex Fitzgerald. Hello. Uh, hi, Henry. Very pleased to... Uh, uh be given the opportunity to talk to you. Yes, thank you very much for joining us indeed, uh, Dr. Fitzgerald. Uh, we'd like to find out more about this. has become such a big issue in uh, South Korea, and maybe uh, there are some misunderstandings, but uh, for the layperson, could you just tell us um, exactly uh, CMIT, MIT's uh, potential adverse effects on human health? Yeah, uh, these chemicals have been... Uh the focus of investigations in uh, Europe, United States for some time now, um, it seems pretty clear that uh, they are uh, extremely irritating. So uh, irritating to uh, skin and eye and uh, respiratory system. Uh, the major problem with uh, these substances is that they produce skin reactions, they induce uh, skin allergy. Uh, This is uh, quite a distressing uh, response in Mm. many people, and it arises because uh, these CMIT, MIT substances have been used as uh, preservatives in many uh, cosmetic soaps and other cosmetic products which are applied to the skin. Uh, we, when we're talking about the uh, the scandals here in in South Korea, uh, there, there's right. been the uh, air humidifier, um, sterilizers, and and these toothpaste. You mentioned uh, soaps and and what have you. Generally, what kind of sanitation hygiene products are these substances found in? Uh, well, they have been used in uh, antiseptic products, but. Uh, The principal use is uh, to maintain, uh, to reduce bacterial contamination. So, for example, uh, soaps, shampoos, uh, shower gels, uh, washing up liquids, clothing, washing up liquids, that kind of thing. Uh, The danger is always with uh, liquid detergents and cosmetic products that you you can get bacteria which grow in them. And uh, obviously, if if you have enough bacteria and you're applying it then to your skin, uh, you have uh, a reaction to the bacteria. So it's it's always a problem uh, trying to uh, keep the bacteria down, but making sure that the chemical you're using uh, is uh, not itself causing uh, problems. In terms of then originally, uh, you mentioned the the per- preservative uh, effects of using these uh, chemicals. Is that generally uh, the main reason why we see them in things like shampoos or soaps? 
Yeah, yeah. That's basically it. So, for example, if you have a, a solid soap or a dry uh, detergent powder, uh, you won't uh, need the uh, CMIT, MIT. If it's a liquid, uh, then bacteria can grow in it, so you uh, will often see that it's been added. We know that in South Korea, at least, because it's become sort of a controversial uh, side issue with this, that uh, these uh, substances are banned in, in various consumer products. Generally speaking, how are the chemicals regulated under EU law? Well, uh, EU uh, had a, an issue with these uh, around 2010 to 2012, 2013, when uh, there was, uh, in fact, an epidemic reported of uh, allergic skin reactions, which was uh, related to the uh, CMIT, MIT, and the scientific committees in the European Commission, European Union, uh, reviewed the data and um, basically uh, reduced the permissible amount of these substances in cosmetics to almost uh, nothing, so to very right. low levels. Uh, this was actually, though, applying to so-called leave-on cosmetics, which means, uh, so you'd put a sunscreen product which you would be intending to leave on all day. Uh, the levels permitted for uh, rinse-off products are higher, so that means mm. if you have a shower gel which you're supposed to be rinsing off immediately after use, uh, you're allowed as a manufacturer to have uh, slightly more. But uh, the, uh, there is under discussion uh, also reducing the, the levels for these uh, rinse-off products because apparently uh, there is a major uh, health concern with uh, this allergy. Mm-hmm. I have to say, though, uh, this problem is really um, a, a different order of magnitude from the problem we've experienced in Korea with uh, uh, lung fibrosis. Right. Uh, I mean, we, uh, please go ahead. Well, I should further say, uh, when I looked at the the data, um, you, you sent your question through. I was looking to see is there evidence that uh, CMIT and MIT are actually contributing to these lung effects? Mm. Uh, based on the uh, the reports from authorities I've seen so far. Uh, it seems they're not going to be a major contributor, if at all. Interesting. They will certainly, they will certainly uh, irritate uh, the respiratory tract, but uh, the, the human effects, which you or have been seen well before uh, respiratory effects, are the, uh, the the skin effects. So this would include uh, face and mouth. Hmm. So uh, it looks uh, from the. Uh, expert summaries, the regulator summaries I've read, that it is actually this uh, guanidine, this uh, PHMG, Mm -hmm. which is uh, primarily responsible for this awful, catastrophic thing. Yeah, and so uh, certainly a a lot of people have been outraged, uh, not to mention the bereaved family members uh, of the people who've died, uh, uh, regardless of whether it was, uh, there is a causal, I suppose, link between CMIT, MIT, and uh, lung fibrosis. But I did want to get your opinion on the other issue. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, well, I wouldn't say it's not causal. I don't see uh, a real uh, right, right. clear uh, CMIT, MIT, not, uh, certainly for PHMG. Um, 
but you know, I have to say, so uh, the CMIT, uh, MIT, um, there is a recommendation in Europe uh, that uh, these uh, substances, uh, because they're skin sensitizers, they should not normally be authorized mm. for non-professional uses. So it, it, it's, uh, it, I, I think it's really a bad idea to have this kind of uh, chemical in uh, something which is chronically inhaled by humans. And, and another aspect to what we've been talking about right now in Korea is the fact that these uh, cosmetic Korean cosmetic firms are under fire for uh, the level of CMIT, MIT in uh, toothpaste. Uh, the, the Ministry of Health here... Uh, professor has been saying that essentially it is a banned substance yet we if we go by the eu regulations of i don't know the exact number i think something like 20 parts per million uh, it is below that therefore um it is okay to have that presence of cmit mit in in the toothpaste even though technically it is a banned substance under the regulatory regime here could you comment on that well, okay, so uh, as I mentioned, the, uh, basically uh, the ban means that uh, you have to reduce levels in uh, leave-on products such as uh, sunscreens to such a low level that it's, uh, it's, it's not going to be useful um, to prevent bacterial growth. So it's basically, uh, it's a ban. Uh, the re- reduction in, in levels in uh, rinse-off products there is now a discussion that they want to uh, reduce that still further. And the European Union, the Commission, uh, actually uh, said to industry, you know, we haven't got legislation yet, but uh, we would certainly welcome it if uh, industry phases this out uh, as a voluntary action. And, you know, you have to see there has been such a lot of adverse publicity. This is specifically about skin sensitization. Yeah that uh, many of the large, well, most of the larger companies are voluntarily uh, phasing this substance, uh, these substances out. Uh, obviously, they don't want a bad image for that reason. Sure, sure. Uh, generally speaking, as an expert, and maybe you can advise our listeners on this uh, for our final question, is that uh, uh, we know that uh, there's an organic products movement, uh, a plant-based movement, but indeed is... Is this the only way? Are there indeed safer alternative substances that can be used in place of these kind of chemicals? Uh, this is always a problem. Uh, so uh, PHMG, uh, the toxicology is, uh, there is toxicology data now for the uh, MCI or CMIT and MIT. Uh, there is extensive data. The problem is if you replace it with something else, uh the, the replacement substance may be less well known and the fundamental problem is uh, if you're using uh, something which is antibacterial that means it's going to be toxic and the trick is to make it toxic enough to the bacteria without it being toxic to people uh, and that's just always going to be a difficulty can I just say though um, I was thinking about this, this whole issue and problem we use air humidifiers quite a lot in Switzerland in winter as well mm-hmm. Um, but our uh, Federal Office of Public Health has, uh, is concerned about levels of indoor pollution and a recommendation which is, comes regularly every winter is if you're, uh, well, in any case, in winter you should be uh, airing uh, living spaces, living rooms regularly. Mm-hmm. That means it's uh, opening windows for a couple of minutes once an hour. Right. 
this would be a kind of risk management uh, uh, measure which uh, would be very important in keeping uh, exposure to uh, toxic chemicals, right. uh, just also to anything which is building up, you know, from, from candles or vaporizers or mm-hmm. whatever. So there are other ways of uh, keeping your indoor air safer. Yeah, and that's great advice that I hope uh, a lot of us uh, who are listening right now uh, take heed. Dr. Fitzgerald, thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate your expertise on this very difficult issue. Okay, uh, thanks very much again for the opportunity, Henry, and uh, very pleased to uh, contribute to this uh, Well, it's an awful thing, but... Well, thank you. Thank you. That was Dr. Rex Fitzgerald.